Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode Hi. three. Hey. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. That's, I'm one of those guys. Yes, I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike Velocity Lopez. Velocity, I like it. <laughs> I've always wanted a nickname. And David Kisama Tama Tate. What? <laughs> I have no idea what that means. That's I, it's Japanese for like I, super cool dude or something like that. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't speak moon speak. <laughs> the super best friends video game sleepover podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming but first some light frivolities oh are you guys ready sure i'm always ready for light frivolities <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys been playing oh shadow of mordor and i am loving every so second of jelly. it i'm jealous um uh, slightly less jealous after the little test we just did, though. That's right. We uh, we just did um, a little share play. We updated our PS4 firmwares and, um, yeah, tried out share play. And, of course, David is way out in New York City. All the way out um, in the boondocks. All, all the way out there. <laughs> it's p- practically the other side of the world. Pra- nobody's ever heard of this place, really. Most people haven't. Most people haven't. Yeah. But it is a real place. Um, he lives there. I live out in California. We tested the share play and I got to say, I'm pretty impressed as far as the, uh, latency was concerned. It was, there was a bit, uh, especially when I first started and it seemed to get better as I played. And I don't know if that's part me adjusting to it or hmm. part, uh, just the, the connection getting more solid. That's yeah, pretty cool. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, because I actually tried it out the other way too. Like Adam, let me share his screen. Um, and I had to play like Assassin's Creed Four, which has been out for like a year. Adam, you need uh, to update your library for how out loud. gauche? <laughs> how gauche? So Assassin's Creed. Have uh, Have either of you guys tried the PlayStation Now? No, there's no games that I want to play. Well, well also, yeah. it doesn't help that I already have a PS3. So. I, w- I was just curious, like latency comparison. Like, mm. was it better or worse? But. I would say okay. I have I have done uh, PlayStation Now and I've I've oh. done the sh- uh, remote play from Vita to PS4. I would say that um, in order of latency, I would say the the Vita to PS4 inside my house is the best as far as remote play goes. Okay, share play. I want to say I felt like it was better than PlayStation Now. Which what? That's kind of sh- awesome. It it kind of I don't know if it should have been. No, I don't know where, it seems so this weird. Data center, <laughs> yeah. Where's this data center that I'm streaming the PlayStation Now games from? But yeah. anyway, yeah, it, it seemed to be on par, if not a little bit better. But that's who knows? Really weird. It sh- it yeah, feels like so. that shouldn't be like you know PlayStation Now is set up on servers across the country, and I'm literally as far away from you as I can possibly be. <laughs> in the yeah. country so it just seems yeah, wrong. i just remember yeah i just remember playing some rocket birds on playstation now just to test it out and mm-hmm. it all was going fine until i get to this part that required some precision shooting mm. and yeah that's when it all fell apart and i could not hit this this little bird for the life of me so it's like yeah it was, uh, it was one of the things they announced uh, a little while back like oh yeah you'll be able to play street fighter 4 on playstation now and i'm like how is that possible yeah there's, <laughs> like you that can't have work. latency <laughs> yeah you can't have latency in those kinds of games um, but that, to be fair, I was playing Shadow of Mortar, so I was just running and, uh, you know, slashing and stuff. So it didn't require me to like aim and shoot something that was moving. So yeah, maybe, true. you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. I, I think it's probably, 
in all fairness, it's probably about the same as PlayStation now. But to me, I was all excited playing Shadow of Mordor. Mm. So, you know, which I can't say that name normally most times. <laughs> you have <laughs> to affect it. You have to, you have to talk in it a little bit. I have to talk in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And what about you, Mike? What are you playing? Um, I got caught up. I got from that sale they had uh, last weekend. I bought uh, Mirror's Edge, which is something I've been meaning to play for years. When did that game come out? Like 2008? I'm way, way behind on this Long one. Long time ago, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, playing some Mirror's Edge, and then um, I re-downloaded uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is really good. It's really fun. Um, they kind of distract you way too much from the story for you to care what's going on, but man, it's fun to yeah. play. Yeah, no, uh, you know, it's amazing. I, I remember hearing about, like, months before the game came out like todd uh or who is it Todd, todd McFarlane. mcfarlane yeah, yeah todd yeah, mcfarlane right. did the animations or was the animation supervisor and he like did this like master class on animation at some comic-con somewhere um and like they hired a lore builder to build this huge epic lore over amalur mm-hmm. um and they had this like plan to make this a series and this lore was going to be persistent and i remember really liking the lore i would like go and find things to read in the game and like I was like absorbing the lore and loved it. And then all of a sudden, um, what was the name of that studio? 38 something. Th- something? I think it was 38 studios. 38. Yeah. And they completely went bankrupt and <laughs> yeah, Rhode Island they? is suing uh, them now. Right. Yeah. It was like the game was funded by Rhode Island or something. Yeah. And, yeah. And there was this whole huge legal to do. Yeah, some, so some baseball player somewhere was like, I guess, just spending money frivolously and he was the CEO of the company. He had always wanted to make a video game. And, uh, and then also the game was sort of a little bit of a flop as far as finances, like yeah, commercials. Yeah. It wasn't a commercial success, but it was like critical, critical success for sure. But the combat in that game is so much fun. Yeah. Um, it's kind of set up, I think a little too kind of MMO ish in that like you'll walk into a town, like there's this big main quest you're supposed to be focusing on but they throw like 50 quests at you that have like nothing to do with that. And you kind of have to do them all before you can move on. So you just kind of stop caring, but man, it's too bad because that combat is really fun. And the premise of the game isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember any of the lore, but I remember liking it. (laughs) Yeah. I never, I never got to that game before my PS3 finally died. So, Oh, I didn't even know yours did die. Oh yeah. She died. She died. Poor thing. That was, that was when uh, I remember I baked it and it came back to life. Oh, um, yeah. And yeah, you also I, did I, that to my old 360, if I yeah, remember that's, correctly. That's, yeah, that's how I have a 360. Uh, David it, gave me his old broken one and I, I stripped it down to the motherboard and baked it and it fixed it. That expl- one still explain works. that a little bit. What does that mean? You Did you literally bake it? You literally bake it. You take it down, basically, you know, dismantle the whole thing. You take the main circuit board of the console and uh, you have to insulate, protect the little capacitors, you know, so you put maybe some putty or tinfoil. People have what? different methods. But yeah, you insulate the, the capacitors because they are kind of fragile. Um, and then you, you pop it in the oven. And uh, you the way the method I used was you turn it up to, you know, you just set it from zero to preheat to I think it was 465. And then it goes from zero. It takes like, you know, five minutes or so. And it preheats. And when it beeps, you cut the oven off and throw the door open and have a fan at the ready to blow the heat away. <laughs> and, and so that the board, essentially what it does is you're melting all the solder in mm-hmm. the, in the board and then it cools and you've essentially, uh, re-soldered your entire board. Oh. And so it actually fixed the PS3 for maybe, 
uh, like three, four months mm-hmm. and then, and then it died again, it yellow, yellow light of doom. And then, uh, yeah, but the, the Xbox is still working. So I'm, I'm pretty pleased. That's I'm amazing. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I'm about to start playing South Park. So that's awesome. I, I finally did finish destiny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What'd well, you, what'd you think of the story? story? Yeah. What'd you think? Um, <laughs> and I took your recommendation and I watched that YouTube video oh, there <laughs> like you that go. kind of outlines with like an Australian guy. Is that yeah. right? Uh-huh, that's yeah. That's the one you watched. Okay. So I watched that. That was actually really good. Cause I, I remembered some of the little plot points like and the different points of the, the various missions and stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't until I watched it all together that I was like, oh yeah, it does kind of make sense in a way. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's actually not that bad. It's just told pretty bad is my it, opinion. Yeah. And you know, I felt like Dinklebot's voiceover got worse as I played. Um, yeah. There are better. times, there are times in the story and I, I don't know, to me, it doesn't feel like it's from beginning to end. It gets worse, but there are points where he's like really dialed into what's happening and he, you know, maybe throws a little snark into, into a line or, right. you know, something like that. But then there are other times where he's like, now we need to take this thing to the cabal on Mars because, <laughs> you know, like we need to take the head to the, you know, like, and it's just, he just loses it in those. There were, yeah, there were some days where he was just phoning it in. He'd probably <laughs> been out partying with, you know, Game of Thrones, Daenerys. And then like he comes home and he's like, all right, I got to go read some weird lines in a, in a <laughs> recording booth for a couple hours. Yeah, they're going to just pay me a, a briefcase full of cash, but you know. That wizard oh, wow. came from the moon. Right. <laughs> um, oh, quick update on the PlayStation Experience Conference. Oh. I almost got to go. Wait, are you... What? I almost pulled this off. What? Are you serious? <laughs> How much yeah. deceit was I, involved? <laughs> like, um, l- virtually no deceit. Whoa. Um, I, I told the wife about it. I told her about how we were joking about it, like how I'd never in a million years be able to go on the podcast because it's her birthday and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, sh- and she was actually like, well where is it vegas she's like well why don't we get a room there and then you can just take off that one day and i'll just like go you know lay by the pool or whatever that day and i was like really (laughs) (laughs) so um it came down to it um we got a sweet deal um on a hotel room for a week out there but it's saturday to saturday and so we'd have to check out and then i'd go to the conference oh and yeah it would be it, it like she'd just be sitting in the car crying <laughs> so well, how um, bad yeah, do you want to go <laughs> <laughs> so it so, sounds yeah. like you want really want to go that bad Adam. yeah so i i passed i passed <laughs> yeah. on buying tickets i was just going to buy the one cuz i found out it was 18 and up it, it, originally i was going to take me and uh and my son and we would oh. go and, and nerd out all day together but that's not gonna happen so i'll have to read about it on the internet like all the normies out there <laughs> yeah you know i still d- haven't heard any anything at all from that conference oh yeah like i i don't know if i'm just not looking in the right places are they like report like what came out of that conference well i mean it's it's coming up uh what is it december 6th i think that's right oh i'm sorry i yeah, thought it hasn't happened it yet. Or sixth happened. And <laughs> no no no. i almost got to go meaning i almost got to buy tickets and then oh, plan to go <laughs> okay. yeah so it's it's coming up i think uh yeah it's the sixth and seventh okay, of uh, gotcha. december so yeah well that would explain uh, why i never heard anything yeah from it. <laughs> you just your finger is off the pulse david you know nothing about video games what are you doing on this podcast? i don't know you guys should replace me with someone else <laughs> All right, so uh, our friend Ashley, that geeky gal, yeah, that on, geeky gal uh, on uh, Twitter, quality um, person, cool people. She, yeah, she's super cool. People gave the Evil Within three and a half out of five burritos. Ooh, not bad. I, by the not way, bad. I Which, love 
have we talked about the burrito ranking system yet? The, I don't the think burrito we have. ranking, the burrito scale is a sacred tradition. Um, all, of course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we rate our games. Um, you know, it's a out of five, out of five. But yeah, um, Mike has to be difficult though, and oh. he insists on using the taco scale. Which oh, that's I, right, I forgot. Which I uh, do not respect. To, to be fair, I was using the burrito scale. And then you oh, that's abandoned true. me and took another job. And now I have oh. to work up by myself. And so I retired the burrito scale. How, however. Because Adam is dead to me. But you guys <laughs> still work for the same company, right? Yeah, but it's not the same. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's just not the same. We've, we've grown distant, as right. you can tell. <laughs> I can totally this, tell. This <laughs> podcast is all that's holding our relationship together. <laughs> <laughs> by a tiny thread. Yes, but Ashley, uh, she said that she liked the game a lot. The characters, though, were a bit bland. Mm. Um, but the story was intriguing with maybe a slightly unsatisfying ending. So mm. she likened it to a burrito that would have been good had they not <laughs> skimped on the guac and sour cream. Yeah, that sounds I like, like that, that burrito to me. Yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic review. Thank you, Ashley, um, for playing ball with the burrito scale. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next on the list here. We need to get her on this show at some point. She'll probably yeah, yeah, be a contributor at some point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, next on the list, Sunset Overdrive. It came out. It came out. It came out, and it's it's gotten rave reviews. Yeah, it seems like everyone's None of us have it. Xbox One. <laughs> we sure don't. So. Yeah, none, yeah, I know. I'm so sad. This is the first game. Like, Titanfall was like, oh, okay, I, I can get it for 360. I can I can sleep at night. But this is the first game, personally, that I'm like, oh, I'm tempted now to get an Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, I'm close. I'm close. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, IGN gave it a 9. I think Joystick gave it a 5 out of 5. Polygon gave it a 9, too. Um, so yeah, people are, people are having some good times with this game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty cool. I was uh, I I just have to find a a poor sucker to give me an old Xbox uh, or PlayStation so I can um, uh, trade it into the Microsoft Store and get an Xbox One for two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So uh, if you have a spare three hundred and sixty lying around, send it to at Furry White <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I accept consoles via Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's kind right. of a, a cool note, though, for people that haven't heard that uh, Microsoft is dropping the console price just for the holidays. So yeah, the Xbox from, One will be three fifty. Yeah, exactly. Then, it's from November second to January third. Right. Um, it will be three hundred fifty dollars, and then yeah, they still offer that hundred dollar off deal yeah. for a, a PS3 or wow. a three hundred and sixty. It has to be in good working order, and it can't have the uh what is it the warranty seal broken yeah oh, gotcha. which i clearly broke my warranty seal on my 360 <laughs> right. when i when i opened it and baked it yeah <laughs> but yeah so also you guys oh wait we're really you... quick about sunset oh, yeah, overdrive yeah, yeah. um yes. so all these companies or all these reviewers gave it a really high score but uh i was watching the review on game trailers today and they, I guess they just decided they had to be the combo breaker, and they only gave it a seven. <laughs> the combo breaker. <laughs> combo breaker. <laughs> Speaking of fighting games. Oh, yeah. That's a nice, that was a segue. That hey. was a subtle, a subtle transition into this next point. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Smash Brothers, they had a million uh, updates or for the Wii U version. Um, But I guess probably the most notable one is the eight-player Smash Brothers action that's coming to the Wii U. And um, it looks pretty insane. It looks looks like so much fun. It looks like what I wish I had had ever since the beginning of Smash Brothers. (laughs) 
And I guess what they did was they built certain larger stages that are you know, tailor-made to have eight players. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, it's not completely madness and everyone just falling off the whole time constantly. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. I mean, that sounds really cool. It sounds like so know. much fun. I just... I don't, I don't entertain many guests in New York City, um, so I don't think I'm ever going to get a chance to try it out, which is kind you don't, of a sad. You don't have many gentleman callers at your <laughs> house. <laughs> I, I kind of live out like not in the cool part of New York, so oh, okay. nobody ever wants to come here. I go there. So. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. Well, we have some Twitter quick questions. Are oh, you guys yeah. ready? Have you I, prepared yourselves? I no. Well, wait. Okay. Not at all. I'm I'm preparing myself. I think I'm prepared. I'm good. okay. I'm good. Good old secret side quest. Our friend Emily from the tweets. Uh, she wrote in and said, "Which games have you all put the most hours into?" Hmm. Yeah, what that is you? that is a good question. In okay. fact. I think I'm going to have to pull up my Steam list for this question. So <laughs> oh, that's go, ahead. Pull, go ahead. Pull actual stats. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, if I had to pick, I could probably pick two pretty quickly. One is no surprise because I've already talked about it, but Mass Effect 2, I've played it to completion six times. So, <laughs> yeah. and you figure each playthrough, even when, even when you're like, you're good at it, and I'm definitely good at it, it's still like a good 25, 30 hour playthrough. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a long game. And yeah, I just times that by six. <laughs> yeah it, honestly i can't say that i've ever put that much time into one game um my answer was uh final fantasy 7 oh, oh yeah i remember yeah, you the, talking those about those mini games yeah uh, well yeah it was like it, all the well because they had this ultimate carrot on the end of the stick which was those crazy machine bosses that lived under the sea and whatnot mm-hmm. uh and in order, and they were like way harder than the the final boss of that game. So I beat the game, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'll give one of those machines a try." And then they just like annihilated me. I was like, <laughs> "What? I, th- I thought I was good at this." Um, and then so then I started looking up. Um, I don't even know. It must have been like the strategy guides at that point because this was this was before I really had much internet access. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I I finally find out like, okay, so you got to look into um, you know, getting, you got to get a golden chocobo. So then you can ride this golden <sighs> chocobo worst. across the seas and to this secret Island where you can't land with your airship or dragon or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then you can get this one materia, this one summon, it's the most ultimate, <laughs> awesome thing. And then you can finally beat him. So I, uh, yeah, I spent, I think I spent like 75 hours like breeding chocobos <laughs> and like, I mean, that that's yeah, total, including the whole playthrough. Yeah. But yeah. Something along those lines, like 75 hours of like, you know, the additional probably 20 to 30 hours was like doing all these inane things to, to make it to where I could <laughs> beat those machines. And those, I finally, I finally did it. Those things are the reason I've never gone back and played that game again. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't, I can't stand like how much nonsense is in that game. Oh, reading gotcha. Chocobos is decidedly not fun. You remember that snowboarding mini game though? That was pretty oh, cool. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And there was that motorcycle one. That was awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I pulled out my steam list. Um, and uh, I have I have my most played game ever. So Skyrim is at the top of my list, 
And I have okay, two. Sense. I have two hundred and eighty-two hours on Ooh, record. My oh my god! That However, definitely tops how much time I've put into any game ever. Well, I got I got to put a little caveat in there. My brother also played Skyrim on my on my Steam account. Oh, okay. But, okay. but right. so so subtract maybe a hundred hours from that. Still one hundred and eighty-two hours. Okay. Then I can still. still yeah. Yeah. Uh, my second game, this actually surprises me a bit, is uh, Team Fortress 2. I didn't realize I even played it that much, but oh, I have 139 yeah. hours on record. Wow. Yeah, and then Borderlands really 2, 130 good. hours. So apparently I play those games a lot. That is a yeah. lot. <laughs> that's pretty impressive i, I actually be, feel a little bit ashamed of these numbers now. yeah i should probably go make that, some stuff like we'll, we'll edit these. ourselves um, we'll edit we'll edit it later in the in the editing <laughs> process we'll be like and i spent four whole hours yeah. playing <laughs> skyrim yeah as long as we're shaming ourselves i do have one like really deep shame um disgaea which was this uh tactical rpg like a jrpg back on the ps2 I think I invested like 260 hours in that game. I still have the memory wow. card float around here somewhere. Oh my god! Yeah, it's um, it's very sad. You probably want to hold <laughs> on to that so that you can like save some semblance of those 200 and something hours. I no, yeah, they're I, gone. <laughs> they're gone forever. Well, if you lose the memory works. card, they're definitely gone forever. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's get moving through these uh, tweets. We oh, have yeah, a couple yeah. more here. Um, JT Carlton, uh, he writes in. He says, "Virtual reality." Will the Oculus Rift revolutionize gaming as we know it, or is it still years away? Years away. Um, yeah? yeah. Well, yeah, it, depends, so? it depends on what you think about, uh, you know, revolutionizing gaming <laughs> as we know it. So, so we've got, so I see Oculus Rift as somewhat of a stopgap until we can literally put images directly into our brains. Funny um, you should mention it. Oh, okay. Because I have a story here that Mr. JT Carlton was so kind to submit. Um, essentially there's a, a story on the guardian currently and, and some other tech websites, uh, as well, but, um, on magic leap, it's a brand new VR startup that just raised 542 million. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, and I guess the part of what makes it kind of notable is that it's kind of, that's a lot of money even for Silicon Valley startups. Um, but the unusually high caliber of investors, uh, Google being one of them and Whoa. Qualcomm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Qualcomm being the other. So somebody so, believes in this. Yeah. Or one of the others. Yeah, exactly. So um, patents filed in the U.S. suggest that they that, that the new display will be able to create light fields, quote unquote, or 3D what? patterns of light rays. This would let your eyes focus on depth as they do in the real world, rather than uh, remaining focused on a flat screen immediately in front of them. Other descriptions mention infrared sensors and eye tracking cameras to help the device react uh, to the external environment. What is this so, witch magic you describe? It definitely <laughs> sounds like some Star Trek stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some definite like uh, you know Star Wars uh, hologram kind of stuff going on here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that sounds really intriguing, um, and I feel like I'm kind of with you, David, on the stopgap thing. I think that the headsets are really cool. And I think as far as what we'll see like on PS4 and on PC, this generation of games is probably some really, some interesting, you know, okay, you can use it for this game. You can use it for that game. But what I'm most excited about are kind of some, something along the lines of what you mentioned last uh, episode, which was saying like, oh, I just want to walk around uh, Middle Earth, oh, you know? Oh man, I totally <laughs> like, I want just, to. Like, and that to me, they're the idea of just kind of being able to explore a place um, or have an experience that's tailor made for just observing, not necessarily like I don't want to necessarily play, 
destiny with this headset. Yeah, I don't want to like I mean? start shooting people in the head in real because life. Because <laughs> I yeah, I feel like the the high uh action kind of stuff, that's probably not going to translate as well. But the stuff that's tailor-made for it, these exploratory or just unique experiences, that's kind of what I'm most mm-hmm. excited uh for with with VR. And I think that will change gaming in a way, but it will be a subset of it. I feel like we'll always kind of have like the tried and true sit on the couch with the controller yeah. and and look at the TV. But this, the interest, it's pretty interesting. The like the whole creating light fields that you can see. I don't know how yeah, this works or what it looks like. Yeah, what but does that even that's, mean? Uh, yeah, that's, that's that. some. Yeah, that's some future so, stuff. That's yeah. what that is. So, yeah, full full disclosure, I've not been able to try Oculus Rift or Project Morpheus or yeah, those either. awesome things. And maybe our friend of the show, Nicholas Wagner, has an Oculus. Rift. Does he? Oh. So, yeah, well, tell him to come over. <laughs> does he have? Uh, does he have the DK two or what? Yeah, he's got the DK two. That oh, lucky man. dog. I know. So my whole thing with the VR is maybe if I get to try it, like it'll change my mind, but it's kind of decided like the opposite way I want to play games. It sort of forces me to you know put on this pair of goggles and this pair of headphones and have this experience that's just for me. But I usually prefer to like play games with my wife or my daughter or with friends whenever mm. possible. Um, and even when they're not there, just the idea of sitting on the couch and knowing somebody could walk in and see what I'm doing and join into that <laughs> is kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. And I, I get the mental image of like me sitting at home with a visor and headphones yeah. on, <laughs> like panning my head all around, looking like a crazy person. And my wife comes in and it's instant Instagram pictures of me right. doing this. Like there's no way I don't get shamed on the internet for doing this. So. Or like your house is on fire and you're completely oblivious because you've got the Oculus Rift on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it smells so funny man this game is realistic <laughs> so, all right well next question comes from our buddy joe at the vgbc podcast also that's, good people yeah, yeah good that's, people. that's uh if you guys haven't checked out video game book club it is super fresh and uh but joe and uh doogie are, are some pals and they they put together an excellent show but anyway joe writes in he says I'd like to know if you guys have any recent crazy game stories. <laughs> Such a weird question. <laughs> <It's> so vague. <laughs> I love it, though, because instantly what came to mind was, and these can be all over the map, I'm sure, but what, my only recent crazy game story was kind of an odd thing. Like, uh, we had had a birthday party at, at my house for my son, uh-huh. and then we, we go off to Chipotle. Um, Chipotle, we are accepting sponsors. That's right. Um and uh, so we go up to Chipotle and I'm waiting in the line, you know, I, I, I get my whole burrito all picked out and I get to the register and the guy just stone faced looks at me and he goes, you play in destiny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I had just bought the game like a week before. And I was like, so taken aback. I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> like, how like, did I you know? know? <laughs> It's like, how did you know? Yeah, it was just the weirdest thing. I was like, and I just pay for my burrito and kind of back away. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, did he just have thing. you pegged as a nerd or something? Like, I, what? I guess, I guess I look like the kind of guy that buys burritos and plays some Destiny. That is so random. He just he looked into my soul. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I have a memory that actually just came to mind. Um. I don't even remember which of my friends I was with, but one time I went to the went to the movies in Nashville, um, and there was this arcade there that I think had Time Crisis, 
and uh, some guy was over in the corner trying to beat Time Crisis, and uh, or it might have been one of the of the dead games, like shooting of the dead. I don't remember House the, the name dead. of that. But, <laughs> blasting, uh, blasting zombies of the dead. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he like couldn't beat it. So me and my friend were like, "Here, why don't we try?" And so he was like, "Oh yeah, sure, and I'll pay for you." What? And so yeah, so like we started playing, and then we like died, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna put in some more." You know, and I'm like, oh, okay. And so, like, you know, he every time we died, he kept giving us more and more money, and okay. t- until we beat the game, and he just paid for us to play <laughs> the whole really game mean. and watch. It was like Twitch back before <laughs> Twitch was even a thing. Oh, <laughs> that's really bizarre. It was it was very weird. I if if one of you guys out there listening was my friend that I did that with, like, help me remember the details because that is a very strange memory I have in my head. Yeah, that is pretty that's crazy. What about you, Mike? <laughs> um. I I want to say it's probably about a year or two ago. I was playing Ella Noir um, with my wife, and you know, as I am wont to do, it gets to be like midnight, twelve thirty. I'm still playing, and I look behind me, and she's completely passed out asleep. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, I don't want to get too far without her. I just want to. Fi- I'm in the middle of a puzzle right now. I just need to solve this puzzle, save it, and I'll I'll we'll finish it tomorrow. And it's some puzzle with like some coins. They're stamped. You have to like move them around to like essentially jumble the letters together and find out, you know, the solution to this puzzle. And I'm sitting there playing with that for like five solid minutes. I cannot figure it out. And like, she wakes up from a dead sleep and just mumbles the answer and goes back to sleep. <laughs> I have no idea how she saw it or comprehended what I was supposed to be doing. She just like woke up and was like, the answer is this. And then went back to sleep. Like what? Sherlockian <laughs> style, like some sort some of savant. Of, it was some kind of guru. It was yeah. the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That is bizarre. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. All right. I have some quick fire questions. All right. Um, and uh, let me pull these up. These are from David Slowinski, um, who is part of, oh boy, I'm blanking on the oh, podcast. Oh man. Name. Now. Oh, uh, you're, you're blowing you it. You could have been friends oh, and now it's over. <laughs> yeah. Friendship wait, over. I'll find it. I'll find it. Let's see. The electric... Cybercast. Yes. So the Electric <laughs> Cybercast, which is an awesome name. And it's actually a great podcast. I checked it out um because we became pod pals. Pod pals. Uh, and it was it was quite entertaining. I found myself chuckling in spite of myself several times. <laughs> um they have a ton of uh of funny questions here, but I think we'll start with the Tim Schaefer one. Okay. Um Okay, is Tim Schaefer a more attract I'll I'll pose this one to David. Okay, to me. Is Tim Schafer a more attractive and funnier Kevin Smith? And why have we never seen them both in a room at the same time? Yes. <laughs> and because Tim Schafer is Kevin Smith when he's in superhero form. Oh, my God. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, here's the next one for Mike. Oh, no. Why do I suck at Smash Brothers? Uh, because Smash Brothers is a terrible fighting game. You're just supposed to hit <laughs> buttons and crazy things happen. Don't take it seriously. There is way more skill than Mike thinks there is. There, <laughs> there really isn't. He must be terrible yeah. at fighting games. Okay, David. Yes. Does Sega do what Nintendo don't? Oh, you know it. <laughs> oh, no, he did. <laughs> what, and Mike, what hey, kind wait, of wait, games? Wait. It's all about the blast processing. <laughs> I was about to say, say blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just get a shot of Sonic versus Mario Kart real quick? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Mike, what kind of game... Or what kinds of games does Ted Danson play? Oh my gosh. Um, 
All of them? All of yeah. them? Wow. I don't know. My Lord. Where does he find the time? <laughs> Where does he find the time? <laughs> he's, he's retired now, isn't he? I don't know. He was just in a alive? Showtime show. Yeah. <laughs> he was just in a show with uh, Elijah Wood or something. Oh, yeah. Something like that. I can't remember. It sounds like it you guys are making smoking that up. marijuana, which... So I oh, didn't really watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, okay, David. Yes. If you had dinner with Shigeru Miyamoto, mm-hmm. what would you have as an appetizer? Oh, man. Um, uh, breadsticks? I don't, I don't know. That's, not, that's a tough question. <laughs> oh, that's, that's wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Oh. <laughs> that's incorrect. What is the correct um, answer? Uh, mushrooms maybe i don't know oh that is a great answer okay mushrooms <laughs> i would have mushrooms <laughs> okay now what is the proper pronunciation of sugary miyamoto <laughs> i think that i think you just nailed it <laughs> also <laughs> would you invite him over after the appetizer and what would you do with him are we not having dinner first i guess you just appetizers straight to, <laughs> straight to <laughs> super best friends I would yeah. play Smash Brothers with him, but not invite Mike over. That's fine. Because I wouldn't, oh. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that was our lightning round presented by the uh, Electric Cybercast folks. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, thank you. Um, Those are amazing. That's really good. <laughs> Are we calling this the meat and potato section officially yet? No, we're 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 nixing we are nixing the potatoes because David doesn't like potatoes. Well, I mean, meat is just so he much more satisfying. Care for them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, who wants to go first? My topic's going to take forever, so maybe we should do the other ones first. I'll go first. Yeah, I went, okay. I went first last time, so David, take the reins. Okay, all right, go for it. Um, so civilization. New Earth launched last week. All right. Um, so some people are excited about it. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm definitely going to be getting it in the next few days. Um, but uh, so Civilization is one of those games where actually I, the first Civ game I ever played was Civ Five, and it was a couple years ago. I got it. I got it like on a Steam sale. Um, I've ended up buying like millions of Steam games that I'll never play, and I I always assumed Civ was going to be one of those games. But then uh, friend of the show Eric. Um, told me that I really should play Civ because it's really fun. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of value his opinion. So I played it and, you know, I, I open a game, I start playing. The next thing I know, like eight hours has gone by. <laughs> <That happens. laughs> and, and so my question and topic for you guys is, uh, and this is sort of along the lines of a question that we had on Twitter too. So it's kind of nice. we got a little synergy going. But Indeed. Uh, um, my question to you guys is, when is the last time you played a game and looked up and like a whole day had gone by. Oh man, a whole day. <laughs> a whole day. I know you guys or are married and have kids, lose. so that's a little yeah, different. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like th- it's pretty rare in my life nowadays that I can get that uh lost in a game <laughs> for just hours and hours and hours and not notice. But I got to say recently I played Watch Dogs and it had that quality, not not necessarily the single player, but the multiplayer. I oh, it's at so one fun. at one point yeah I I got really into the multiplayer on that game it was so much fun and I would I would start playing you know I put the kids to bed and I start playing maybe like ten o'clock and I remember it was like a Friday night 
and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play for like an hour or two or whatever. And, and maybe I'll watch a movie or go to bed or whatever. And, uh, I look up and it was like three 45. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I got to go to bed. This is irresponsible. <laughs> you know, like, I was just like lost that game. The multiplayer was so much fun. It's like every time I match it, I just wanted to hop right into the next one. <laughs> it is um, so fun. Yeah, and that was that was a game that uh, we talked about. Like, I would have given three and a half burritos had it not been for that amazing multiplayer, and it it hopped, it bumped it up to a yeah, four. That's one a of the four burrito affair. Wow! So that's yes. one of those few games where usually like the tacked on multiplayer is never as good as the single player. Um, right, right, right. Like you know, Far Cry Three was like that. Um, I'm hoping Assassin's Creed's not going to be like that. Well, actually, the last Assassin's Creed had it right, and it was like kind of tacked on. But anyway, well, you know what, Mike, uh, you had a great time with Assassin's Creed multiplayer, Yeah, I actually right? did. It was, it's, uh, it's not really in depth, but it's kind of like the most like fun, like hide and seek style hmm. multiplayer game I've ever played. So oh, interesting. It's different. It's very different. Well, Watch Dogs is also kind of hide and seek, but like tech, tech. Yeah, Watch Dogs actually looks, um, like a more sophisticated version of that. Oh, interesting. So I actually want to try it. Yeah. I feel like Assassin's Creed Unity will probably have great multiplayer just based on what I played in, in Watch Dogs, honestly. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, actually, um, again, I don't have a next-gen console, and I don't want that game on on the previous gen. So my biggest exposure to the multiplayer for that has actually been your uh, your Let's Play videos. Oh, and yeah. I watched, I watched every single one of them and just sat there in my office laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. David has a ton of really great Let's Plays for the Watch Dogs multiplayer, if you guys haven't seen it. It's um, so fun. On Sirdative, that's S-I-R-D-A-I-D-V on uh, YouTube, Sirdative Gaming, Um yeah, yeah he, and I think and if that's you actually search what for Sir Dative Gaming, I think it'll come up. Um, yeah. Maybe Sir Dative Gaming Watchdogs, maybe that will help. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's what actually got me to try it because I'm I'm primarily a, a single player kind of guy. So um, when I started seeing those videos, I was like, I gotta try this multiplayer. And then <laughs> yeah, I got totally hooked. Um, what about you, Mike? What's uh, what's your game that you lose well, hours and hours to? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you are, and that that doesn't really happen as much anymore. I got all these responsibilities <laughs> and whatnot now. Boring. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's it's much more common. I I get that scenario like what happened last night. I was playing Kingdoms uh, of Amalur, and it, my wife had already gone to bed, and it was like 11:30, and I was like, okay, I'll play until 12, and I'll go to bed. I got to be up at like six o'clock. Um, and then 12 comes. I'm like, all right, well, I'm on this mission. I'll just finish this mission, and then I'll stop. And then it's like 1230. I'm like, well, I kind of already started another one. I'll just finish this mission. And like, and it's 115. And then I finally have to, yeah, I just got to shut this thing off and go to bed. <laughs> but I would say like the last time I really got that crazy into a game. Yeah. Where you just um, don't even notice just the time for hours. Didn't notice it. Um, back in like in 04, I want to say it was like, it's like 10 years ago. In fact, it is 10 years ago because it's 04. Wow. That's math. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Math. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was playing uh, EverQuest Champions of Norath, which was like a Diablo clone that came out for PS2. I'd never even heard of um, that. Yeah, I never played any of the EverQuest, but that game was really fun. So I had three buddies come over. We, we four-player co-op that thing. Um, and they came over to my house. We probably started like around nine o'clock at night. And the only reason we stopped was because I realized it was seven o'clock in the morning and I had to go to work. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> Which that... was the best shift of my life. Yeah, oh gosh. That actually happened to me. Now that you've mentioned that, that happened to me with the original Bioshock. Oh. Um, I went, I didn't have an X-Gen console at the time. I had a PS2 and I, I may have had a Wii. I'm not sure. Um, but that didn't really count. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, my buddy, uh, Keone, who, uh, he lived like maybe an hour from me at the time. 
he, I was talking to him and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, I got Bioshock because he had a 360 and I was like, oh my gosh. And it wasn't out on anything else except maybe PC. Um, and so I was like, I'm coming over boys night. And so I come up and he's like, yeah, come on over. So I, I go, I drive an hour to his house because I'd been pouring over like IGN screenshots of this game. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting obsessive. And so I finally get a chance to check out this game and I play the intro and he's like hanging out. He's like, yeah, this, you know, you're liking it. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. And He's like, all right, well, I got to work in the morning. I was like, what? Why did you invite me over? You got to work like early in the morning. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but so I stay up playing. And when he woke up for work the next day at seven, I was oh still playing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to stop. Like I got to get some sleep and drive home. So, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so that definitely, I time traveled for sure on the original Bioshock. Time traveling, that's a nice word for it. Yes. Um, <laughs> that kind of reminds me of back when, uh, back in the old Tennessee days, like I don't mm-hmm. remember how many years ago that was. There was one summer where like, we like hung blankets up over the windows so that we could stay up all night playing games and then sleep all day. <laughs> yep. Those are the original video game sleepovers. That's right. The, yeah. That's the, yep. That's the yep. inspiration for this name, I guess. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mike. Yes. Your topic. Can I do for you? Your topic. Good. Sir. Oh, is it that, is it that time? It's that time. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I figured it is the season. We should talk about some spooky games. Yeah. Spooky games. Spooky games. That's what uh, I think the actual genre is called. It's called spooky games. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. the genre? Yeah. Survival horror. That's just what, you know, some people say. <laughs> well, like PT isn't really survival horror. <laughs> no, either. it's a spooky yeah. game. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Holds up. So I figured, yeah, let's let's pick like two or three of like our favorite, you know, scary games that we, uh, we play. They don't have to be recent. And uh, so I'll start with my first one. Resident Evil 2. Uh, which game was pretty everyone good. here has played yes. and gosh that game is so it came out in 1998 so everyone should have played it by now yeah <laughs> um it you know that game it takes place i think it's like two months or three months or something like that after the first resident evil storyline and it's still my favorite resident evil game um that's where we get you know uh leon kennedy for the first time mm. uh for you know the younger listeners who uh have only played the more recent games he's the character from re4 um Claire Redfield was also in that game because you had uh, two protagonists and she would go on to be in uh, Code Veronica, which was one of my favorite Dreamcast games. Nice. Um, yeah, that game was awesome. I, I remember I, that game makes me remember how fun survival horror games used to be. Mm-hmm. Like the ink ribbons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having to manage how many saves, which by the way, if, I don't know if you guys played the same way that I did, but I always had like 30 of those things by the time I beat the game because I was always afraid to use them. Yeah, terrified to run out of saves. (laughs) This plethora of ink ribbons. I know, I think I had like seven or eight when I finished the game too. Um, Um, Now, wait. That game... uh, Didn't that game have two different storylines? Like you put in one disc if you want to play as one character, you put in another disc if you want to play as the other character? Yeah, I can't remember the exact setup, but I do remember you play... Uh, you choose a character, I think. Mm-hmm. And then after you play about halfway through, those characters you know, will meet up and you'll play the other half of that character's story. Oh, yeah, don't, okay. Don't uh, you guys miss swapping discs all the time? Oh, oh man. man. It was the best. <laughs> How many discs did Final Fantasy... Wait, which which disc, which uh, game had the most discs? Wasn't one of, one of the Final Fantasies had like eight discs or something? Oh, I remember Final Fantasy VIII had four discs. I think <laughs> yeah. seven had three. <laughs> but there so was a absurd. game... There was a game called Fear Effect on the PlayStation 1 that had it was kind of like this noirish thing with a female protagonist and i want to say it had like four or five discs at least <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh so many. 
And it was chock full of FMV. That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact for Resident Evil 2. That's that's another uh, Shinji Mikami joint. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the Evil Within. Mm-hmm. He produced that game. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Wait, who just replaced Adam? <laughs> Someone with a lot of attitude. Yeah, that person had some attitude. I put some stank on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Shinji Mikami um, produced RE2. And like kind of a fun fact about that game is that game was originally about like 70 or 80% done. And he was like, no, this game's dumb. Make it again. Oh, man. <laughs> Gosh. So somewhere there is like another Resident Evil 2 that existed at some point. No, they and turned it into Resident was, Evil 3. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is stupid. Make it again. <laughs> but I like the idea of Shinji Mikami. Like, yeah, 80% done. Yeah, your game is dumb. Make it again. That's crazy. Make it good this time. Wow. All right. All right. Why don't you guys pick a game? Okay. okay I, I'm actually going to go with Resident Evil 1. Whoa. Okay. And this is controversial. It came out, of course, you know, a couple years before. Um, it was one of the games that made me have to have a PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I remember you talking about I remember about at, it. at the time I had, I had seen it in a magazine or something. And it's just like anything with a pre-rendered screenshot <laughs> at that point in my life. I was like, yes, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it um, looks so good. We yeah. didn't know any better. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know any better. Um, so, yeah, we, I remember renting back in the Blockbuster days, you could rent a console. Yep. And so we would, we would rent the Saturn and play, you know, a Panzer Dragoon or whatever. Our parents were foolish enough to let us like put their credit card on the account. So yeah. that <laughs> like, just in case we broke it or something. Yeah. And then, uh, rented a PlayStation many, like many times before I actually got one. And one of the games we rented repeatedly was resident evil one. And I think even though I, I, I do re- I do realize that Resident Evil 2 is probably the better game of those two. Mm-hmm. When I think back, I don't really remember a, a lot from Resident Evil 2. I remember yeah. really liking it. I remember running around a police station and running around the street that was like burning and stuff. Yeah. Right, but like, right. I don't really remember much. But when it comes to Resident Evil 1, I remember like so many different parts of that game. So many of the puzzles and the just some of the different hallways and, and the various, the, the mansion and the whole crazy tree puzzle. And like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, there, there were so many really cool, uh, parts to that game and very, and so that to me is like, I, when I think back on my favorite survival horror games, it's all about the memories, the, the moments that stuck with me even till now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I'll pick a game. Um, I actually don't go, I don't, for some reason I can't think of any older, um, what are we calling them? Spooky games. I can't. Spooky think of, games. I can't think of any older spooky games that I love. Like Resident Evil's fun. Resident Evil Two is fun. But like, and Silent Hill was fun. But like, looking back, I enjoy modern games better now. Um, mm. So I don't know. I I'm not looking at at it through rose tinted windows. Maybe I don't or glasses. I'm not sure. Anyway, let me just keep mixing metaphors over here. And <laughs> uh, one of my rose tinted binoculars, I believe. <laughs> Oh, but uh, one of my favorite spooky games that I've played in recent history is PT. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played that yet. And part of that is because I really didn't know what it was. Like, I I remember Polygon saying, hey, there's this new demo out on the store. Um, It's, you know, it's it's a little spooky. Uh, You should go download it or whatever. Something like that. I didn't read it too much. I was like, oh, free game on my PS4 that at the time had almost no games. Yeah. Um, So I went and downloaded it and I like recorded my playthrough. It's actually on my YouTube page. Um, 
my very first playthrough, I just was recording it because I was like, hey, this might be fun to put on a Let's Play. And uh, I got so scared, like, especially <laughs> the first, like, hour or two. I was like, that oh game had its hooks in me. I was like, my skin was crawling, and I was jumping and gasping. And I can I can definitely say I've never been more scared by a game. Like, I, wow. I was playing that game, and I, I got attacked. <laughs> you know, I'm, like, walking mm-hmm. through the, the L-shaped hall you know and on like my 50th time or whatever like i get attacked by the the ghost and so but like just the way they did that scene was like so crazy yeah and i was just like i was cringing and like i'm all alone at night playing this thing which is i guess the best way to do it and i was just straight terrified by the game that's awesome though yeah it was amazing so there uh yeah it uh it was pretty incredible yeah i my favorite thing to do right now is like to find someone who's never heard of the game and tell (laughs) them uh to like and i'm like okay let's go to a ps4 right now and you need to play pt and not tell them a single thing about the game and just watch their reaction (laughs) i love it it is so my brother actually did it to one of his friends too and he (laughs) recorded some of his reactions for me oh that's great (laughs) that's amazing it was so i was so happy i was so thankful for my brother in that moment (laughs) i'm always thankful for my brother but i was particularly thankful for him in that moment oh oh uh love you jordan if you're listening uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so the cool thing about PT is it's like this 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 promotional piece for an upcoming Silent Hill game, um, but like it it was so fun. Like there was so much to it, and like as I started playing, I actually played it again, and I just started noticing like little secrets that were thrown in. Um, and like, just, there was always more to discover. And even still, I don't think, I don't think people know exactly how they beat the game. There's like, there's a final puzzle that they kind of are like, do this. And if that doesn't work, then go do this. And if that doesn't work, then stand here. I kind of loved, I kind of loved that community aspect of that game and how it was very much like old school, uh, the rumor mill of what Mm -hmm. did what and how you could find this and do that. It was really, really cool. And I, and I know they did that intentionally to, you know, kind of create this viral buzz. But, yeah, but, and then the game itself was amazing, though. Yeah, but how many viral, how many people set out to create viral things and fail? Like, I, I can't oh, even everybody. count. Like, I work in yeah. the advertising business. That word is thrown out all the time. Well, if this goes viral, they still don't know how things go viral. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well done, uh, Hideo Kojima and team. Okay, so I feel like we can all agree. I think uh, Dead Space... Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. Dead Space. That's, that's that's on all of our lists. Yeah. I, I would say in recent, like just like you're picking PT, like recently, that's the best survival horror game. What is yeah. Dead Space or PT? I'm Dead Space. No, no, Dead, now, Dead Space. Oh, oh gosh. Gotcha. Like, yeah, it, it's a little it, older, but I, that's my favorite current sort of. Uh, yeah, it's so good. I mean, just ap- atmospheric um, and the action is fun and it's gross and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the creepy music, the whole, mm-hmm. the story's good. Like, uh, yeah, everything about Dead Space, the original. Now, I haven't played two oh. or three. I started um, two, but uh, something I started playing something else. I need to go back to it and start it over. Yeah, I, I must say, I so Dead Space is on my list of favorite spooky games, um, but I actually like Dead Space 2 better. Really? Um, it's oh, okay, not, well. but I wouldn't put it on my list of spooky games. It's not as spooky anymore. Like after little, you beat, yeah, it's a like Dead Space now, right? One, kind of kind of explains a lot more than I feel like maybe they should have, um, mm. which is really satisfying when you're playing like the game on its own. But then, like to put a second one out there, but like the the what is it, Visceral Games? I think that makes yeah. 
Um, and that team is incredibly talented. And Dead Space they 2. They really are. Dead Space 2, like, the story had, I loved the story, and it was a little creepy, but, the, like, the visuals were amazing, the gameplay was super solid, um, I so I, full, I I think Dead Space 2 is my favorite of the Dead Space games. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. if my PS3 had not died, I owned Dead Space 2. Oh. I, just, <laughs> I just never got around to playing it, so oh, that's maybe shame. one day, maybe it'll be on PS Now, and I'll, I'll go through it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then... I guess probably my the crowning scary game for me. The crown uh, jewel. The crown jewel <laughs> um, is Silent Hill Two uh, for me. Like mm. just the music in that game um, is am- amazing. Like all the creepy mandolin music they, they put yeah. through there. Yeah, I believe the new game is actually going to have the same composer. Yep, uh, I think really? that's true. So, that's super awesome. Um, and then just at the time uh, when si- Silent Hill One, between Silent Hill One and Two, I loved the original as well. Um, but I'd never seen a game with like that kind of atmosphere, just that creepy, mm-hmm. mysterious town. Um, and then, uh, you know, it comes back to the moments though. Like I remember a few moments in that game so vividly. Um, and yeah, they just stuck with me cause they were just so well done. And one of them is, uh, a scene where you come out of this, I think it was like a meat packing place or whatever, something creepy going on. In mm-hmm, there, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you come out and you, there's a boat on a lake. And you hop in this boat and you start rowing to the lighthouse, and which is like across this little lagoon or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, you start rowing and you're just rowing like for what seems like forever. And the music's like just so creepy and the fog and you just hear the splashing and you start hearing weird sounds off in the distance in the fog. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That was like one of the coolest, like there's like nothing to it gameplay wise. You're just holding forward and rowing, but it's like. <laughs> yeah, that, that game was so excellent at building tension. Yeah. yeah, and then like another scene from that game that just so vivid for me still is uh, there's a scene where you get to a graveyard and you have to solve a puzzle, and then uh, one of the it's kind of like a large New England style or New England style, uh, New Orleans style crypt, um, and it opens. I love those up. New England style crypts. <laughs> yeah, I love New England style. It's really good with New England uh, clam chowder. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, New Orleans style crypt uh, opens up after you solve the puzzle or whatever, and it and there's a staircase leading down and underground and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to go down, you know, a flight of stairs and then I'm going to pop my flashlight on or whatever. Um, so you start going down the stairs and it's just like this never ending staircase. It just keeps getting darker and darker. And the sound, the noise is getting ratcheted up more and more and the music. And it's just like, it gets so tense just, and all you're doing is walking down some <laughs> stairs, but I was terrified by the time I got to the bottom, like just amazing, masterful stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like the new Silent Hill has a lot to live up to. Yeah, it really um, does. But I'm hoping it's great. Um, but yeah, from the look of PT, I mean, it definitely looks, uh, yeah. promising for sure. Yeah. Um, and speaking so, of which that we have to say, um, none of us have played the evil within yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep hearing amazing things about that yeah, game. So yeah. that, that very well may have made definitely the list give if it we a try. played it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will see. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready for my topic? I'm I think so, so ready for this. It's your bodies are ready. I don't know about now, my body, but my mind is definitely let's ready. Not, let's not overhype it, David. What? <laughs> it's, it's going to be amazing, yes, but it's not going to be that great. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm expecting nothing but the absolute best from this. <laughs> no. No, I just, I wanted to postpone mine to the end just because I feel like it's probably going to take me a while. I'm going to have to go on like a whole uh, diatribe or something. So we'll see. My topic for this week um, 
is what needs to happen for video games to become as quote-unquote valid uh, a medium for storytelling as film, books, and TV in the eyes of popular culture. So um, I think, you know, everyone who plays games is kind of aware, especially people who've been playing for a while, um, that there's there's always been kind of a stigma attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you play too many video games and it, you kind of fall into that, oh, you must be like a nerdy a nerdy guy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's kind of the, uh, the stereotype that has always been there as far as games are concerned. Um, and you know, there's, I'll get to it in a minute, but that is kind of changing in, in a lot of ways. So, um, but to go back way in the way back machine, um, to touch on final fantasy seven again, um, <laughs> Ugh, JRPGs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JRPGs, um, were kind of the first games to really put storytelling at the forefront. Like if you look at like most of the old, um, and and there are some examples in the PC realm of some better storytelling than what we had on consoles, but at least in the console space, JRPGs are kind of, uh, the leader in that, even if the stories were weird and didn't make sense when you beat them. Um, and final fantasy seven was the game for me, the first game that I really had like an emotional attachment to or an emotional response to. So, Mm -hmm. Um, there was, as I'm playing, even though it kind of felt a little weird, I was like rooting inwardly for cloud and Eris to get together. You know, I was rooting for that romance to pan out. <laughs> While looking over your shoulder and making sure that exactly. nobody was seeing your, uh, <laughs> exactly. like romantic, yeah. like involvement. <laughs> yeah. And then just like, um, you know, and then when spoilers for final fantasy seven, Oh guys. guys, guys, we got some spoilers coming up that are like 20 spoilers. years old. We got some friggin' spoilers here. Um, <laughs> Uh, when Eris dies in that game. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to spoil it for you. But when Eris died, I like was legitimately sad. And like it, it's sitting there, it's like do 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 I'm like, so sad. And that was definitely the first time I felt anything playing a game other than like, oh, yes, I'm going to blow stuff up or I'm going to make it, you know, I totally just beat you with Fulgore and Killer Instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, um, you know, flash forward, you know, the PC market, of course, had some examples that were kind of far and away better than what we had in consoles. Like I was saying like half-life or like some of the point and click LucasArts games back oh, in the yeah. day. Um, but then in even, even now some of the forerunners in game storytelling, like uh, are coming in the PC space, like gone home is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, recently, like over the past generation, the PS3, 360 generation uh, storytelling really like matured considerably in the mm-hmm. console, like mass market gaming space you know you had uh like my time travel game uh bioshock like the bioshock games they were just like exemplary storytelling they Mm -hmm. they just had so much more than a lot of their competitors to offer mass effect trilogy uh like the walking dead games and then even to you know up until last year uh the last of us was a great example of just the way that storytelling is evolving in games and how it's we're kind of we've hit this point where storytelling in games has become something that's important and like truly unique due to the interactivity that's involved, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't have a similar experience in books or, or film, uh, where you are forced into this decision. You have to make this, moral choice well if it's um, a choose your own adventure yeah, i was about to say i think you're in <laughs> an entire series of books adam <laughs> but yeah i mean you have this kind of uh amazing 
immersion in that and you're invested in the characters and you make the choice you make the hard choice especially in games like the walking dead or Mm -hmm. or the wolf among us you know you're making these awful choices and i i just remember thinking like this is not possible anywhere else this is so amazing you know and um so yeah i guess it, it comes down to you know like we come to now basically like what's happening in games uh, you still, that old stigma of games being for male nerds is starting to fade away. And you're having the advent of the female gamer, which was essentially a pipe dream when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. It was like the Holy Grail when I was <laughs> 16. Grail. If there I could no only meet a thing. girl that played video games. <laughs> yeah, there was no such thing. You you kids today, you have it so easy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so... It, political correctness though is is now this huge issue in gaming um we have you know just that the burden of trying to represent gender and minority groups responsibly you know like mm-hmm. um there's all this you know controversy you know gamergate and all this nonsense where um people are trying they people have gotten kind of defensive of the way it's always been you know quote mm-hmm, unquote mm-hmm. so um but as we as we start to see like what we're getting out of games being taken more seriously though it's like there's so much more benefit to the diversity that's possible there you know yeah for sure we have uh i mean because like you have just character diversity versus like playing every game as brock manpex you know yeah and rescuing the damsel in distress in every game exactly like yeah you don't have to have a damsel in distress every game like it can be fine if it's a competent character who's with you and you know like (laughs) so um they i it's kind of as I was thinking about this topic, I was thinking, okay, it's, it's almost like the way that action films kind of, or or even horror films kind of came from this grindhouse, uh, environment mentality, you know, where they were, they were just like this lowbrow nonsense, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, which was kind of fun still, but like it, it, it had no merit, uh, artistically in, you know, in a lot of eyes. So, you have this, you know, this transition that games are making from like the grindhouse to the serious films, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, we're at the threshold of, of games being more and more accepted in, in mainstream culture, but like there's, there's definitely some things that need to happen. I guess that's when I finally come to the question. <laughs> oh, there is a question. Oh, okay. There is a question. <laughs> Not just Adam ranting um, for 30 minutes. There's a question. <laughs> <laughs> there is a question down in there somewhere. Um, Basically, what do you guys feel needs to happen uh, in order for games, you know, to become that that more mature uh, medium that's uh, taken seriously in storytelling and not just like something that's kind of shamefully admitted until you <laughs> by people, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I play a lot of video games. Like, um, you know? <laughs> I well, I have an answer, but it's kind of depressing. Is the answer yeah. time? The, the answer is the people... So, so there's there's a group of there's a lot of people that grew up thinking video games aren't for them, and um, a lot of them, sadly, have just decided there will never be video games for them. Yeah, um, and they just don't enjoy them. And like, so these are like people like my parents. Like my dad right. is never. He's just like, you know, oh, that's a video game. I'm not interested. Oh, that's so sad. And, right, right. And so yeah. you know until people like them stop being as prominent in our society um, and people like, you know, and I've, I've observed child, like kids and children, like every kid I know is obsessed with Minecraft, you know, like yeah. and, it's and the new male layers. or female, like even my little, t- like two year old niece wants to play Minecraft, but she doesn't even know how to use a controller or a mouse or anything. So like, <laughs> you know, like 
video games uh, were presented to them in a very different way than they were presented to us in the you know when we were growing up in the eighties and nineties. And so, really, the answer is just time. Like as this generation, as the new generation gets older, um, and they they have always seen video games differently. Like sometimes you just can't you can't undo a first impression, which is a bummer. No, you yeah, know. yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. Like, I was out to dinner with, uh, with my family uh, a few weeks ago uh, before we had actually started the podcast, mm-hmm. and I brought up, or actually, my wife brought up, trying to embarrass me that we were going to have a <laughs> video game podcast, jokingly, because she doesn't, she, she thinks it's cool, but she doesn't realize how awesome it is. No, yeah, she's actually, <laughs> she's actually very helpful, um, <laughs> but she kind of said it jokingly because she knew her parents would be like, why. <laughs> isn't that a waste of time it's like yeah. no like like they're they're still stuck in this realm of like oh so you're still playing pong or pac-man or and it's like no no like watch the first 20 minutes of the last of us and if you don't break down into tears i'll know you're a robot mm. yep yeah. and to them when i explained that they said like that concept just never entered their heads at all like that video games are like, those things emotional that attachments or, yeah exactly yeah yeah like, uh, it's jumping it's jumping up it's getting the fireballs it's it's blasting mushrooms yeah that was one of my points too i was thinking like is it just the old you know games can't be art generation fades away over time and the changing of the guard is what ushers in like you know this medium being taken seriously more um i think so personally like yeah. so for example like my parents uh, are slightly before the Disney Renaissance in the '90s, you know. Um, so they see cartoons as stuff that kids go and watch. Right. Um, however, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people my age that grew up during the '90s when Disney was like making the most amazing animated movies ever. You know, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, like all these amazing movies were coming out, and they all still love cartoons yeah. now because of that. Yeah. You know? Big, uh, Big and, Hero Six is coming out next month, and yeah, I'm taking my daughter, but I- I'm also going for me. Yeah, yeah, I totally want to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's an example of like, it was presented to us very differently than it was to our parents, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I think part of it too is just like, like we were talking about, you know, realizing that there is room for diversity in the medium, you know, that there can be this balance between the highbrow quote unquote and the lowbrow. I never game, understand when people know? get up in arms about that. It's like, look, just because Scorsese has a new film, Michael Bay is not going to, you know, stop making movies. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. True. There's always going to be the fun, dumb blockbuster, like you know, uh, version of of games. You know, like there's always going to be there's an audience for it, so they're going to keep making right. them. You and know, there's and there's always like the the male action movie and then the romantic comedy. You know, like there there's right. there's I mean there's diversity in every form of art. So yeah, yeah. So that I think that's kind of part of it. The more we get diversified the less it's like every game is just a white male protagonist like <laughs> who's blasting fools and taking names you know yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the the more we get away from that even though those will continue to they'll exist, stay there you know? they'll still yeah. be there and they'll like, still sell a lot yeah people will continue to like them and I'll, i'm sure i'll play some of them there it's a good time you know but like you know there are definitely there's definitely room Absolutely. for diversity and i think it's these landmark games that come along um, every so often and kind of prove to the non-gaming folk uh, how value, how valuable like the, the medium right. can be. And I think know? a big part of it also kind of lies with, you know, the gamers themselves. Like, I think if more of us would be willing, you know, to find people to bring into our community, it would go a lot faster. I mean, so often it's just like, you know, you play games? No. Okay, fine. Like, have that conversation. <laughs> or, this, like, or that whole concept. Uh, you know, get people who maybe 
don't play games, but they like that Walking Dead show, well, show them the Walking Dead game. Like, you can't find an easier game to play. Yeah. And storylines like that are going to suck mm-hmm. people right in. Like, oh, there's, there's actually something here. And then, you know, yeah. they, start, they start doing their own exploring, their own experimenting, figuring out what they like. You guys, are we yeah. starting the cult of video games right now? That's what it sounds My like. Gosh. Well, we should go knock on doors and <laughs> give door them a Game yeah, Boy. Just, I have these pamphlets. I just want to talk to you for a few minutes. Spreading the good news of video games across the world. Yeah, if, Cro- you know, across if the you've nation. got a few moments, I'd just like to tell you the synopsis of Wolf Among Us. <laughs> it's like, and do you like, do you like this particular game? No? Well, you're not a true gamer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just, I hate that. <laughs> anyway, I, that's about it. I think, I think uh, that's just a kind of a fascinating idea for me. I think that the medium is going places and... Uh, yeah. I, I know, think, I think we eventually get there, of course. I mean, I, I think there's lots of us. We're already there. Mm. We're just waiting for everyone else to catch up. Yeah. I think, um, personally, I think video games are our generation's film. You know, because film is like 100 and maybe 120 years old, something like that. Sure. Um, and it has grown so much over these last 120 years. Industries have sprung up around it. And, mm-hmm. and now in our generation, we've got something like that, but it's actually evolving faster than film. So I, yeah. it's yeah. really exciting to see. I can't wait to see what the future has for video games. Excellent. Well, that about does it, guys. Does that do it? That does it. That he says it does it. That did it. Some that did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for end of the show plugs for men. End of the show plugs. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter if you are interested in doing so at SBFVGS Podcast. That stands for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. Uh, I am Barry White. B U R Y W I T E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David mm-hmm. is David J. Tate. And then I'm also Barry White on PSN, Xbox Live, what have you, places. You're, and, you're uh, Barry White yeah. everywhere, except Just for in the everywhere. music industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I want to say special thanks to the Mad Cracker uh, for oh, making yeah. the, the strange little interlude songs. All our awesome transitions. Indeed, indeed. Um, he that Mad Cracker, un- his talent knows no bounds. He's gone uncredited uh, the past couple episodes, and it's a shame. Yeah, he was a little upset about that, wasn't he? He Well, we got him to come out of retirement. Uh, he's been dormant for 10, 15 years. So, yeah, and he know. said something like, you know, you got me out of retirement. You couldn't even give me a little plug at the, the <laughs> show plugs for men. Well, he's kind of private, so I, I didn't know if he wanted if he wanted it or what but anyway he apparently <laughs> craves notoriety oh man that's what, i mean back when i was visiting his myspace page all the time mm, I, I, mm. I mean if you don't have a MySpace, if you have a myspace page you want notoriety that's that's it's all how, it's all about the second record the bass that launched a thousand hips <laughs> <laughs> it's all about that's the record right there such anyway, a good record uh, we already plugged uh, David's YouTube, but if you uh, need a pen and paper, get one now. We will wait four to five minutes in silence or while you, you get one. You could just hit pause. Really? Or okay, yeah. Well, let's go with the pause option. Uh, it's Sir Dative S A S I R D A I D V Gaming. Um, if you want to check out some of those sweet, sweet uh, uh, Watchdogs multiplayer videos, um, and then uh, yeah. I, th- I believe that's it. Thanks again to all of this week's Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. You ruined it. It was uh, solid gold. <laughs> and right at the finish line, you fall flat on your face. I'm let's done. Do, I'm done let's here. do this episode over. I'm sorry, I'll start guys. over, guys. Um, actually, <laughs> no, thank really you quick. to the... Uh, oh. oh, 
I just no, want to say thanks to the Twitter contributors uh, who wrote in. I appreciate uh, all of your excellent questions. <laughs> Wait, but and, I still uh, want to. No, go for it. <laughs> go for I'm it, David. Sorry. I've totally lost You're my professionalism. The show. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry i've lost it anyway uh my youtube i I just went and found it so it's youtube.com slash user slash sedative gaming so okay we'll we'll, we'll go go ahead and we'll put a we'll put a link on the website yeah that's good oh there you go okay sorry using your noggin sorry to derail i just didn't want adam to say (laughs) goodbye before i could say that so all right all right (laughs) that's all the time we have for episode three of super best friends video game sleepover thank you for listening yeah we will be back guys we'll be back every two weeks with more poignant poignancy on gaming (laughs) (laughs) feel free to tweet questions or topics to sbf bgs podcast if you want to be part of the show Hooray! Yay! We did it! We We're did not- it again! We <laughs> Every did time. it! Every time! Yay! Are you clapping, Mike? I'm not. <laughs> Come you on! Clap. You're uh, clapping! We're so full of ourselves already. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs>